What's up, everybody? Courtside Radio. We're live. It's Thursday again. We're back. We still in quarantine somewhat. As you can see, we got uh, three of us, not social distancing, but we're being <laughs> safe still. They would have had it already anyway. But it's no your boy, Bruce. They it. It's Good News Radio, and I'm going to go and kick it to the PG, and he's going to let y'all know what's going on today. Hey, yes, sir. Michael, the PG here. You know who I am, man. Magic Johnson of the show. Got to make sure this thing runs smooth and it's a fast break every time. And it is show time, baby. I'm here with uh, my guys, Hines and Phillip, right next to me. Uh, my dude, Mike, wearing that terrible Rams hat. But, hey, it's all love, man. So I might as well introduce you uh, Monday Night History Mr. Eastwood game, himself. Love you, too. Uh, right here. Mike, what's good, bro? <laughs> oh, you know what's good? Trying to represent for the stadium that's right across the street from the crib, Inglewood, Mr. I, Mr. Uh, coming to you live. We're going to put it that way because uh, we have a lot going up right now. But out of Pappy, in the building, Corsair Radio, we're going live. Let's get it. Yes, sir. And to the right of me uh, and the white of me is um, my guy, <laughs> Keep it waiting to say that. I know, yeah. Is uh, right here next to me. What's up, Arn? How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, we're we're social distancing about three inches apart right now. If that, <laughs> Mike, all I gotta say is that new uh, Rams logo, boo boo. Bro, I don't condone. I do not condone. Can you say boo boo, boo boo? But uh, <laughs> and then we here That's... chilling with uh, Mr. Downtown Philip Brown representing the ATL. Man, what's up, Philip? Sure, man. How's it going, y'all? Ready to get it started. You know, you're like right, right next to us, and you can say what's up to our faces. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 he's like, what's up, way over there? <laughs> I know. He didn't look at y'all. None of the intros. Y'all right there. Folks, I'm talking to Mike. No more after this. You know they can see you, right? He's like, you know what? I just wanted to show y'all love for, you know, checking us out on the Good News Radio app, Spotify, Apple iTunes. Uh, man, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I, I wish that you guys could see the text that we'd be talking because this dude, Philip, we call him King Cap for a reason. Bro, he's <laughs> a mad captain to another level. Constantly. He has, he has, a, he has a consistent contender for that title. We're going to start a poll. Hey, Bruce and Mike, I need y'all to go back and read the messages and tell me what y'all think. Because this man gotcha. really thinks Shaq. Was the team like Kobe was just nothing on that team? He says that. Shaq carried him all the time. The Do you not remember they both okay. averaged thirty in the playoffs? Finals MVP like, don't matter. You're tricking me. You're tricking me. Now he's right here to actually tell you right. to your face. He but say it's that. four wins. Oh, that's true. Okay, I let it go. Man. I'm sorry, guys. But let's get right to it. So, man, athletes uh, across um, all sports: NBA, NFL. Uh, I don't know about the MLB. I don't know what they're doing, but. The athletes are out there fighting, man, for justice. You see them at the protests, uh, showing their face. You had Russ and Demar and Compton. You had Dame. Um, what was he in Oakland? I think he was. Uh, in Oakland. Yeah, he's out there. But just different athletes are out there, yeah. and they're they're fighting for the cause, man. It's it's beautiful because I believe that it's much needed. These guys are big time names. Uh, they have money. Their names come with power. And um, I think that it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, you guys can chime in on that. And uh, my question for you guys, um, Bruce, we'll start with you, is 
Are athletes supposed to be a voice in things like uh, protests and things like this? Or could they just be like, man, I, I, man I'm signing up to play basketball. Like, should we, should we go against them if they decide not to say anything? You know, a la what people were saying about Jordan for years. Mm -hmm. It depends. It all depends on the person. It depends on who has what platform. You know, I'm never for one to, like, say, like, you have a responsibility, but you should feel that you have responsibility. I do appreciate the ones who do use their platform because nowadays, especially, everybody in the world almost looks up to athletes and entertainers, and pretty much we are focused on TV screens and phone mon screens and computer monitors all day. So that's where you're going to get your information from. You're not getting it from the newspaper. You're not getting it honestly from the local news anymore, you know, like it's Instagram, it's Twitter. So I don't, it's the responsibility of those who have been through what it is that we're fighting for right now. You know, a lot of athletes, especially when it comes to what we're covering in basketball have pretty much come from nothing, you know, like not all of them other than the, you know, that are the ball players kids, but those ball players probably came from nothing to begin with at first. You know, like a lot of these kids go through the struggle, come from these uh, communities, have lost people to uh, police brutality. Um, and Kaepernick has definitely done his part and started, you know, this trend to where we're not afraid to speak up anymore. And now we have it where, you know, like everybody's pretty much back in the movement. And it's good. We still have a long way to go. You know, we got to respect each other first. Um, and work on it that way and come together. But I, I do appreciate any athlete that chooses to speak up and help out. Yeah, true. So, uh, Mike, what's your take on it, man? I feel like athletes should not be forced to use that platform, but I feel like as an individual, if it does affect you or if it does hit you in a certain way as a human being, because you can honestly – like now things have like – since everything is videotaped, and everything is put in your face. It's like if you're just ignoring the facts or ignoring the evidence, then you're just being ignorant to the fact of the exact definition. You're just not knowing of or not wanting to know what's the shit happening because it's showing you blatantly over and over as a repetitious cycle. But the, the celebrities, the athletes, they don't have to be forced to. I don't feel like you should force them to. But I love it that there are people that, genuinely take it upon themselves and say, I have this platform that I can use to literally hit the masses in minutes. And I love it. But it's like, you don't have to force them. I feel like they should, but you shouldn't have to force them. No, yeah, no, I feel it. Um, so I got my guy Hines next to me, man. What's your, what's your take on it? Like, what do you feel like? Is it the responsibility for these athletes to step out and do how they're doing it now? Or if there's players who are out there just kind of like, hey, like, man, I just play basketball and that's, Charles what, I know, and that's what I'm doing. Is that a problem or an issue? So there's a tier. There are tiers to this. There are players that are big names and that utilize their platforms, right? And then there are the superstars who are practically the faces of their leagues, respectively. The Patrick Mahomes and Brady of the NFL to a degree, right? In the NBA, you have LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. You know, there are multiple players with the NBA that are those faces that you can look at and go, all right, if people are going to see what they have to say, they're going to take it seriously, right? 
yeah. where they're going to start actually taking notice. They have a platform big enough and a level about them that is taken seriously by the public. Those are the players that should speak out. I'm not saying in terms of excluding other people, but those are the players that by far have the most responsibility to speak out. LeBron James, yeah. the Currys, the Durants. Those are the guys that do, right? Damian Lillard even, I'll put him there because of who he is and what he stands for, right? With the, uh, with the Blazers in particular. They have a responsibility. Other players, such as DeMar DeRozan and whatnot, those are the guys that have platforms still that you want to see speak out. But there's a difference in tiers. One tier you expect them to, but there shouldn't be any public vilification, even though we all understand on a moral basis that they should be utilizing those platforms, right? Mm -hmm. And then there are players mm -hmm. that you look at and you immediately say, if they're utilizing it, that's awesome. But you understand why that they're not for whatever it may be. People still have to understand that while players preach to other players and athletes as a whole, that you need to get your bread and do whatever you need to do to keep that security there. Yes. People have to understand that in this moment in time, that's also a very valid reason to not do so. If you're a fringe player in any of the major associations, or if you're a guy who's got a two-way deal with the G League and the NBA, and mm. potentially whatever you might say, the way you might say it, or how you might say it, or to your audience, whatever it may be, right? You're in more of a situation of risk with saying something that might piss somebody off Mm -hmm. or rile up fans that then protest the team that then make you look bad and then you get let go because of something that albeit you might agree with your association might not you know those are the exactly. players that have the reason to keep their job security just as any other nba player but at the end of the day players should be utilizing their platforms and it's great to see that more and more athletes are actively taking those steps to do so but again i'm gonna end this tirade by saying you got to be able to put your money where your mouth is if you're an athlete and especially if you're an owner. True. Those are the guys that should be putting money towards black-owned businesses that are suffering in this, minority-owned businesses even, that are suffering in this time because of this, as well as the causes, Black Lives Matter, and some of these other movements that are occurring in protests that are gaining support. They should be utilizing their money properly to show a sign of alliance as well as true spirit. Yeah, true. And see, the athletes look like the people going through struggle, so you should be willing to help. Uh, Philip, what's your take on... Uh, this whole deal. Um, I'm happy to see players are finally stepping up, especially in today's world of social media, you know, being so visible and so, uh, and be able to hold your own um, interviews if you wanted to. You don't have to actually be interviewed, but you know, you have that same type of broadcast that would only come around at the end of the game, you know, at a press conference, whatnot. Now you can just hold a press conference right now on your phone whenever you want to just go on Instagram live and just you know say what you have. So the availability of it, uh the availability of it makes it makes it so that anybody can do it, which you know unfortunately wasn't the fact back in the day. Um so I think it's good that people are using it. But I just want to say that like athletes are people too and they should just stay true to themselves. If they're not, you know, uh if they're not the type of person that's going to educate them on the on the um on, on the matters at hand or whatnot, they're not, not going to take the time to actually get educated. Then they have a responsibility not to voice their opinion if they're not, you know, well, well breached on it, you know. So you might want to be true to yourself. And uh, if they're just not, you know, that the educator on the topic or whatnot, and they choose not to not to talk about it, you know, I think that's that does more good than hurt at the end of the day. True. And so, man, we got our guy Danny in the building for this. Uh, what up, panel? What's up, Danny? Miles, volume nine, man. Um, so, 
So, Danny, we talked about, you know, the athletes stepping up and uh, the fight for justice. And then we got on kind of just discussing, do you feel do you feel that it's the responsibility of these athletes to be out here doing these things? Like, if there was an athlete that was just like, man, I don't want to be out there because that's not what I signed up for. I just signed up to play basketball and make money doing that, and I ain't trying to lose no endorsements. Like, would that be a major issue? Like, do you think if you were an athlete that you would have to be out here protesting? If I was an athlete, I would say yes. Um, obviously, it's everybody's right to do what they want. However, I think that the bigger your influence, the greater the opportunity for change, the greater also the opportunity for those people that are not as influential. Right? If you have a LeBron James versus a Jared Dudley, Jared Dudley may lose his contract or whatever if he did something. But if LeBron did it first, you can't just drop Jared Dudley off the planet because he did the same thing. Yeah, so the that influence, it allows you to have uh, the greater impact on the people that are not as big time as you to be more boisterous and speak up on matters that are important. Um, I do think it's important that they do speak up uh, because it does things like it's doing now, right? I do think the riots did help, but it also allowed for some change to be created. And also just think about it this way. Imagine our people that we look up to, we may not have agreed with those views beforehand, but when we look at the people that we look up to and they're against it, it may change some people's mindset to like, hey, maybe I should be thinking this way versus thinking that way. Sure. Yeah, and it's, man, it's just, we can't, I, I just don't believe that we should put all the power on the athlete and tell them that they have to make a change. It's, everyone's not Muhammad Ali. Everyone's not Colin Kaepernick. So or Jim just, Brown. You know, you just got, yeah, Jim Brown. Bill Russell, Kareem, any of those guys that you just have to do what's, what's best for you and what you know about. If you're part of the fight, good, get out there and do it. If it's not your fight, man, you know, do what you do. But uh, before we get to the next topic, uh, uh, shout out to the listeners, man, Corsair Radio. Uh, we are in the building. Not in the and building. We love you. 14 Files, Volume 9. We are here talking about this fight that's still going on, man, because justice needs to be served. And changes need to be made. So we thank you guys for tuning in. Man, so Throwback Thursday Player of the Week this week. Real simple. One of my favorite guys uh, growing up. And it all started off a mixtape. And I skipped to my little Ray for Austin. That's that's the guy, man. And he actually played in the finals. Every time I think about that, like, damn, he was a street ball. Yes, sir. Right. He's in that corner. Yeah. That played in the finals. That's like if Hot Sauce would have made it to the NBA play the finals. Hot Sauce carried too much to even make it to the G. Shout out to uh, Skip to my Lou, man. Guys, that's forever a legend. That's awesome, like his. Fresno State alone. Hey, Fred Austin. Hey, Fresno State. So make sure, you know, the listeners, y'all check out our uh, Courtside Radio Instagram page. Because I'm going to make sure that I drop some, um, you know, we're going to drop some. Uh, you know, some videos of him at Fresno will give you something different, but people be sleep, man. That guy was an awesome talent, one of the best handles ever. Remember, hey, Michael, Mike huh? can you do a not so good TBT next week? <laughs> oh, like a week? Oh, I, yeah, like a Kwame Brown. Like, I got no, no man. Hey, I no. got you. I'm not, a, I'm a not him. Player so bad, <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna be like, damn, remember this bum. Chill, don't don't you ever disrespect Vladi like that. Whoa! What about Slava? The champ? 
Medvedenko? He's one of the worst players ever. Y'all remember Eric Pukowski that played for the Clippers? Hey, he was wow. cool. Wait, wait, wait. We can have a double one. A double one. Popeye Jones, the ugliest nigga, and one of the trashy <laughs> basketball players. <laughs> but, yeah, so throwback Thursday, period of the week. Skip to my Lou. Uh, man, shout out to that guy forever. Forever a legend. Um, and what's up, Mike? He is the reason M1 started. Streetball took over mainstream. And skip to my Lou, Rayford Austin, you started a lot of basketball players. On the actual dream to say I can actually chase hoop dreams to yeah. the league. Yeah, and I hope, and and I used to bust the Lakers' ass, bro. <laughs> I used to, bro. I emulate. I used to walk down the street, dribbling a basketball, and you had to get your handle right not to lose it in the street, especially all them cracks and shit. So hey, shout out Skips my Lou. He had yeah, a lot of niggas trying to get their handle though, right. Like, the diversity in this game for him to be able to. Like clean up the street ball, like to uh, first be a street ball legend, but then to be able to clean it up and play like within the system shows like how wide of a range he was as a player. Like that's incredible. Yeah, and he never got to utilize his actual talent in the league because when certain moves that weren't carried, they never saw it put that way together. Or they was like, "Ooh, imagine right now." That's what I'm saying. Like, right. if they let Skip right. play, if they let Skip play, all tell right. me will not be all star in the first three years. Yeah. Honestly, fresh. fresh Fresh skip coming out. First no, three man. years. Ooh. With the James Harden ability. Yeah. Look, with James Harden rule. Exactly. <laughs> and he don't he travel. He doesn't travel. And he would have been crazy. But <laughs> hey, just, just to move it on. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard, but they were talking about, you know, next season starting around December 1st. Uh, so that means once they get back to it for this year, it's going to be bam. You, you're done October 12th. You pretty much get – a, a less than a month off, and then you're back to and the draft. And, and the, the word is season. that they're trying to make it a condensed NBA season. So I just want to get you guys a take on having a condensed. Pretty much, we're gonna have two straight condensed seasons. And like, what players do you think that hurts the most? Because if you guys remember some of the last um, like holdouts and stuff, like when it comes to the lockouts, when it comes to the NBA, they were having guys playing three games in four days. Yep and stuff like that, and it took a toll on a lot of the older teams. And, you know, I, I remember the Lakers that year that it, it hurt them a lot because it was just like by the time the playoff came, they were drained. You know, we had a lot of injuries, too. Straight finals. Yeah, they played three straight finals, and then they had to play three games and four nights, four games and six nights. And I just want to get you guys' take on that. So I guess I'll start with the guys um, here with me right now. I'll, let's take it to Danny. Danny, what you got? What you feel about another terrible take out the way? <laughs> now you know I'm the genius. No, um, no, I, I think it's fair. I, I don't see a problem with it. Obviously, the older players it may hurt, but I think there should be a stipulation in that rule that because you guys are forcing this upon us, then that way I should be able to rest my 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 greater players like a LeBron James, True. right? I'm gonna think about the Lakers, but you should be able to rest them more um, to prepare them for it what will be a more intense season. Like, I shouldn't have to play LeBron every night and be penalized for it if I'm going to have the pressure of him getting a month off after just winning a championship. So, that's, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's fair. I think it's a smart move because I do like how the, the sports are separated. I don't really want the, the, the basketball and the football to be integrated at the beginning of their season and at the end of their season. I don't like that idea, personally. Um, so I, I, I would I would move I would vote that way. 
So, Bruce, what's your take on it? Uh, works for me as long as there's sports and I got content. You know, like I'm not really worried about it. They'll be fine. Um, it's just another challenge. We've been through condensed seasons before with the lockout, so it's nothing new to us. The short time that they got between seasons, I don't think is going to hurt them either because you basically just had, what, three months off, four months off. So mm-hmm. you're going to pack that into a quick playoff. Some people will be home already, you know, and they'll have that time off. Um, and then the others, you know, we're going to get going to December 1st. Let's, let's do it. Like, it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really hurts anything other than, you know, maybe the cap, the salary cap, you know, like, I think we might struggle on the next year's salary cap, however that comes out and them come going through issues. But we don't know. They might pay people more money because of the the, the threat. It, yeah. We'll and see. The rookies have to come in and just right away. Because once they get drafted, it seems like they're going to be thrown. Mm-hmm. Like they have no summer league, so you just thrown right into the mix. So, Mike, what's your yeah. take on mm-hmm. a potential condensed uh, season? It's funny you actually said that. I actually – about the summer league part. I'll get back to that in just a moment. But I actually don't see a downfall in it. I do see the one part that I won't like is that they will try to justify the resting of the players. Of course, the the Clippers would have been, you know, a key, <laughs> a key factor in that. So yeah, it's like now, now it's going to be league-wide to where, I mean, y'all know what we just went through. Damn, just, we just got off the season. And But another thing I was going to say, it might actually – boost summer league like not summer league but summer hooping like get a lot more summer runs in because the players are already be acclimated from the season during to the rest they're gonna be like well either take this time off or go ahead and train for the next season and get this right you can still take time off but you can get yourself right in the summer before december comes because the draft is going to be right after the season you have a little bit of time you're not gonna have to travel far you're gonna be with your family already at disneyland so go ahead, don't act like you ain't no vacay. It's like it's like we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna try to justify the bullshit. We're gonna let y'all say work this through, give us some good games, and give us what we've been waiting for, baby. And and don't I just think that they're just cheating for the they cheating for the Warriors because they know they're about to be at the career rested up, stepping in guys. They're gonna get them the first pick. And they about to come back looking crazy. So how I think one Mello, thing they Mello, may Mello, be able to Mello. do is uh basically instead of uh like the rookies having to worry about summer league, maybe start G League a little bit earlier and let the rookies get I some run there. Oh, and true. then they'll be able to, you know, kind of introduce the new G League with the high school players into things and go go that and, route. And who who do we say we got now? We got we got a, a A1 coach in the building. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let y'all get there, though. I think this is actually going to benefit the Clippers because with multiple games and back-to-back nights, they're going to be using and abusing the load <laughs> management clause. I think that they're going to benefit the most out of that, actually. Uh, oh. I, I do think they will. I think the Lakers actually will be the ones to struggle most with it because their first two options are Anthony Davis and LeBron James. We LeBron already own, but he's up there, right? Yeah, Anthony Davis court, is yeah. Anthony Davis is injury prone, so you need to have these guys available. Like, let's be real—you can win with one of them any given night, right? It's 50-50 winning with one of them. I'll give it that, especially against top-tier teams. That's a fair assessment. With both of them, you stand a chance to win 90% of those games, respectively. So, 
when you only have one of them. No, it's the truth. Like you stand away. Say that again. No, I was going to say that again. Because the talent, hear that like, you. most of the time, and I need a little high. Maybe like 65. I was like, say that again. I, I love okay, to hear I'm it. talking, I'm thinking right off the bat, like the lower tier teams. Like those matchups. Okay. The, uh, the top teams, yeah, it can go 50 50, right? The bottom teams like Boston. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that the Lakers have the biggest issue because they also have the oldest roster outside of that in terms of talent that they have around LeBron for a starting lineup. So I think that's also a big factor to take into place. I think the teams that are going to benefit the most are going to be the fringe playoff teams, the ones that are included this year, the six to seven mm -hmm. teams. They get the postseason yeah. experience. They come back for that shortened season. They're ready to go, and they're healthy enough to actually play those games fully out. Yeah. So guys like the Sacramento Kings, I can see them Pelicans. actually sneaking in. The Pelicans, for sure. Uh, Lillard yeah. and the Lakers, I feel like Lillard, because they'll have everyone healthy, even for a full, shortened, condensed season, they'll be like they'll be a 3-4 seed. So they'll get to – all these teams will get to benefit, even Phoenix to some degree. They'll get to benefit because hopefully they'll have Aiton, they'll have um, – they'll have uh, – Booker right now healthy and both available for those runs i think that all the young teams are going to benefit and that's going to give all of us fans what we really want to see all the new upcoming young talent really getting its time to shine and getting all the younger crowds interested in basketball devil's advocate or it could be bad because there's no experience in playing in a condensed season and the pros that are all on the lakers that played in condensed season lebron james can maneuver and make sure that we're rested and ready to go yeah, there are teams and there are coaches also that have been through that, so they'll know the loopholes too. Yeah, because the last the last lockout was 2010. 11. 11. 11, 11 yeah. Yep, when we had the best summer. Lakers hoops. won 10, Dallas won 11, and 12 was when he beat uh, OKC mm -hmm. in 2012. So it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. So they could be more prepared. Uh, what's your take on it, Philip? Um, I think it's going to be. Tricky. I think it'll be good for teams like uh, the Nets so they can have KD and, you know, those players and Warriors, even Steph and Clay, and those guys get extra time to get ready before they're expected to come back. So yeah. then that come back to December now, I guess it's like what the shoot date is. Um, also, I think it might be bad for those older players like LeBron. is a little bit older now, like Hines was saying. Um, so it, it might – it's hard to play because now it's like back in those years when he was going finals – Olympic games, you know, and then straight into the season again. It's almost like that. They don't have any break really. Yeah. What a month break we were saying. You know, you just well, we gave like, we you gave Brown a break already. He goes to the finals again this year, wins the chip, right back to it next year. Back yeah, to we back. gave him a break. Yeah, but that's the problem. Yeah, that, we that, gave him a break. There's a lot LeBron, of wear and tear. LeBron has a ton of wear and tear, and he's his conditioning is meant for a season like this. Right. Right. So when you have a season that's so condensed and you're playing back-to-back-to-backs -to -back -to three nights a week, right? And then He's one other game, let's say, on a Saturday or Sunday with a couple days rest, your body isn't conditioned for that pattern yet. And think about a guy like LeBron who spends, what, a million dollars on his body. Yeah. Legit. gets that four months off, July, August, September, October. To, to adjust. Like, yeah. all right, last year I didn't get – I need to put on five more pounds of muscle. Mm -hmm. Or last year I felt this way. He has no time to tweak who he is and tweak his bike. I'm sure he's taking this time right now that we had. Yeah, true. The man. time as to, like, his break. Because he's already – he's so cerebral. Uh, uh, yeah. Cerebral. 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 <laughs> if, you, if you think about it, too, he's been off – he was off basically February. He came back for, what, two games in March, then left again. 
Then he was off basically all this year. I mean, yeah. last year. And he was off. He's been off about a year in the past two years. Well, he's going to be resting. So he's already knowing. He's fine. LeBron is ready. He's, he's already on right now. Yeah, wait. He's got to get his body. He's already thinking. All right, as long as we push the season. Hey, the only thing that's questionable. We're gonna start the next season. So yeah, he's already thinking about that. Um, but I think the shortened season has to happen. But I, I like how they're going to push for the December start, which is after, um, which is after football season, which some owners have been like Mark Cuban have been pushing for anyways. Instead of competing with the NFL you know, week in and week out. I now think, just push the season back. I think it should have waited. I think they should have. It's forced now. So now, yeah. now you're, on the, you're already not doing that schedule. Mm-hmm. Keep it I would have waited. Especially because bottom of the barrel. Atlanta. Time to start the NBA Christmas. Because December 1st is the last weeks of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of oh, playing for the later. playoffs. Yeah. And then the playoffs start in January. So they're going to have the attention. But if you start on. Well, those first couple games don't really matter anyway. Like, in the playoffs? No, no, no. no. Oh, NBA. NBA. But they will matter. But those Christmas games, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because uh, I can remember 2012. You had they, they started on Christmas. You had Derrick Rose coming to LA to play yeah. against Kobe. Mm-hmm. So you you can have a marquee matchup that can be the big hurrah. Like the NBA is here on Christmas with everybody know. at the house. Like that would have been beautiful because players are still rusty. Like even though they have those pregame, like preseason games. <laughs> Like, I wanted to have a couple weeks of season oh, yeah. before we start. Well, like, Russell wins. 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 Russell team that helped us win three championships. Um, man, uh, Brian Shaw, uh, if you guys haven't heard, uh, Bruce, what's going on with Brian Shaw, man? Yep. So they've decided to allow your boy to finally get a team. It just won't be in the NBA. But he's going <laughs> to be the head coach of uh, the the high school players that are coming straight to the league in the G League, which I like. I think is really good because he's like an experienced coach and also – a very experienced player, championship, of course, mm-hmm. you know, purple and gold, let's get it. But, uh, and then he was able to sit under Phil for years and years and years and learn. And for years in LA, um, where the team was going to be, um, the Lakers fans at least have been, you know, fighting to get Brian Shaw a coaching job. And, you know, we're doing fine right now. I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, picking him up now, but I'm just happy he got the opportunity. So how do you guys feel about that? Um, like, do you think we're going to see more, like, you know, up-and-coming coaches or, like, like good coaches that could be NBA coaches in the G League? Like, if they improve the G League and you get all this young talent there, do y'all think it's going to be more of a trend? Yeah. I would like to see. Personally, I feel that's the opportunity that you should be giving to a less tenured coach, though. I, I love Brian Shaw, so for him, I guess that's that's me uh, giving an exception. But I do think that for an up and coming coach or or a new a new from college coach, those are, those are opportunities that they should get to be developing them their skills for the NBA. That's yeah. what I think. I somewhat agree to that, Danny, but I wanna I wanna say no because like you like the up-and-coming coaches can be assistant coaches and things like that in these leagues. But mm-hmm. as the G League grows, 
and they're going to start having more money, you're going to want NBA coaches down teaching these kids that are going to be moving up to the next level and not dealing with inexperienced coaches that, you know, you have to basically correct all the mistakes from um, the past. Even though, you know, a lot of teams, coaching staffs are heavily involved with the G League. They usually run the same offenses and things now. But this probably is, you know, something that will help that is when you get, you know, a very experienced coach um, Mm -hmm. in these situations. Yeah, well, I just know they shouldn't be coaching NBA teams like Luke Walton coaching LeBron James um, and company. Chill, bro, the disrespect. Sorry. You're I, fine, bro. Don't worry about that. Just, He's a Laker coach. Even There's no slander here for Lakers. But I, I love Luke. Like I'm sorry. I'm just, you guys have a take on uh, – Hey, Mike, you got a take on Brian Shaw? I got – I love I love the fact that Brian Shaw got the opportunity. I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed that it's not in the, in the NBA, but due to it, that's, that is a close affiliate. The G League is up and coming, and they did want to get a, you know, a marquee name in there that has been solidified as a player, a coach, and now he gets a head coaching job to go ahead and show, let me see, let me get this, the cream of the crop, and let me get these top-tier high school players that are opting in, and let's, let me get them acclimated. Let me show them how we would get you adjusted to the league using your very distinct talents and I'm going to lead you the right way. But I do feel Danny, I do feel Danny and Bruce on certain aspects because Danny, I do, I would love to see new like or less tenure coaches or people that are up and coming in that aspect, get the new, get the, okay, let me get an all-star squad. Like if I was in high school or if I'm coming from college, okay, I'm getting me like a mini Kentucky, mini Duke squad. And I get to mold them and get to show the league. If I would have had this opportunity if, since they come up from a different school or something like that, it was like I would have had the players be successful also. I just didn't have the opportunity. But the G League gives a lot of those less, you know, proven coaches that. But I would love to see the higher tenure names and get people that are very qualified and show these kids that it will be a very direct and a very instant change from whatever you thought you could do to cream of the crop and People that are going to be better than you on a nightly basis. How are you going to adapt? Hans, what's your take? Uh, or Philip, either of you guys can take it. Uh, this is Brian Shaw. Yeah, real quick. Or just you leave. Yeah. I close that real quick. No, you go. Um, I'm going to do hating as my Carol say. Yeah, I think I think um, I think it's a good move for the G League, and I think like everybody's saying, it's a continue to grow. There'll be a more of a trend of those top tier uh, NBA prospects coming straight into the G League because they're getting more money now. They're going to have the, these these, these uh, high-profile players coming in. They're going to need a good coach, a good side coach to show them what's going on, how to become a pro, um, and all this stuff. And I think it's a good place to be Shaw. So I think even though he, he should and does maybe deserve a job in the NBA, I think this is uh, a great a great spot for him right here. What about you, Hans? So I'm still with Michael's so hate and ask Michael minutes. And uh, oh, I'm my last <laughs> And uh, I think that it was a great God, move. Second. I think it was a great move for Brian Shaw to be put with these kids because he's got the NBA intellect. He's been on multiple championship winning teams. He's been under the tutelage of Phil Jackson, as we've all mentioned. But if we think about it, he's got the ability to develop what will possibly be the next big names and faces in the NBA mm-hmm. at the purest every level year. Their, yeah, yeah, like at their raw potential level. So this is a big, big opportunity for him and for the NBA to see what his talents are because 
if this works out successfully for him in two, three years with a couple of these guys being notable rookies to some degree on any of these squads, you can rest assured that he will be hired as an NBA head coach at some point, or at least some type of player development coach that leads to the head coaching job again. Yeah, so it's a big, big moment for him. Uh, before we get out of here, man, Courtside Radio is the star five, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys check out our Instagram page, Courtside Radio. Uh, this week's Hating Ass Mike Hill segment is going to go to the NFL and Roger Goodell. Damn it, we want to hear you guys apologize to Cap. Don't give us that BS y'all gave us. We need an apology to Cap himself because he's the guy that you guys blackballed out the league. And then we need him back in the league. Just that simple. We out of here. Courtside Radio, starting five. Thank you guys for tuning in for every platform, man. YouTube, of course. Make sure you guys show us love. I'm going to be the fly guy with the white T-shirt on. And, hey, hey, we out this thing, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. 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 Peace.